Hello America, I'm Brown Hollihan, Editor-in-Chief of The Truth Gazette, here today in Nashville, Tennessee at Politicon 2019, the unconventional political convention, sitting down exclusively with former White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Ms. Sanders, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today. Well, I'm excited to do it. Glad we got to meet in person. I've heard lots of great things about you. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Sanders. Um, I can never tell you how much it means for you to be here. I mean, the seat beside me. Um, I have watched in awe of your amazing work in the White House, and I just want to thank you for handling it with so much grace and dignity and keeping your head held up high while doing one of, in my opinion, the toughest jobs in America, fighting back against fake news media. So I can never thank you enough. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for what you're doing. I know it's not easy to uh, be your age and be such an outspoken uh, conservative, but not just that, for taking on uh, such a big job and a big role and trying to get real news out there. So um, congrats to you and thanks for letting me sit down with you. Well, thank you. Ms. Sanders, I'm going to change the order of our question just a little bit to acknowledge some of the breaking news that broke a short while ago. Um, moments were coming into this interview. You tweeted, quote, ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghati died like a coward thanks to the leadership of President Trump and our brave military. A great victory for America and the world. This is the first time you've spoken on camera about this news. So what is your initial reaction? Look, I could not be more excited, I think, um, for everybody. I mean, this is a huge victory, not just for the president, but um, for the entire world. I, mean, I think everybody can go to bed tonight feeling a little bit safer than they did the night before. And um, I think it's a testament to the president's leadership. But I think the most um, certainly remarkable people in the entire process are the men and women of the United States military who once again have shown um, their bravery, their resilience, um, and their ability to do what's tough no matter what. And um, their willingness to always, you know, potentially make the ultimate sacrifice to protect us and to protect our freedom, I think is just something that makes America so unique and so special um, and what makes us the greatest country on the face of this earth. And so I'm thankful for them and for their service uh, and for the president's leadership in this moment. Let's go ahead and get started with what everybody wants to hear about, and that is your time in the White House leading up to this summer. Upon your departure, President Trump described you as a, quote, irreplaceable warrior and a very special person with extraordinary talent who has done an incredible job. Can you shed some light on what led up to your decisions to leave the White House? I, you know, I loved my time at the White House. I loved working for the president. I think he was able to accomplish uh, a tremendous amount in a short amount of time, and I look forward to watching everything that happens in the next year and certainly after he gets reelected. I think he'll be able to be a lot more productive after uh, the election's over. But uh, it was the honor of a lifetime to hold that position and work for the president. And at the end of the day, though, I have three kids, Scarlett, who's seven, Huck, who's six, and George, who's four. And, um, you know, when I first started at the White House, my youngest was one and a half. And it was time for me to be able to spend a little bit more time at home and a little more time with my kids and um, have a slightly less stressful uh, life at home and move back to Arkansas where we were able to do that. And so uh, as much as I love the job and it was the hardest professional decision I've ever had to make to leave, it was the best personal one I could have made. And as you just kind of briefly mentioned, Ms. Sa Ms. Sanders, you were only the third woman and the first ever mother to hold the office of White House Press Secretary. How do you think this unique difference from other White House Press Secretaries has affected the way you served? Well, hopefully it has opened up a pathway for 
not just more women, but certainly more moms to be able to hold that position. I think uh, moms are the ultimate multitaskers. We can do a lot of things at one time because you have to. Uh, in order to survive and keep your kids alive, you better be able to do more than one thing at a time. And I think that that helped serve me well in the White House and working for the president. Um, I think it's also good practice when you have kids to be in my job. You answer the same question over and over again, and you have to say no a lot. And so... Um, but it also is uh, every day is a constant reminder of why you're in that role and what you're there for when you have to come home and look your kids in the eye and say that you're taking this time away from them and making that sacrifice away from your family so that you can do something that they can be proud of and so that they get to grow up in a world and a country that they love as much as you do. You previously served on the president's 2016 presidential campaign after your father, a man I've also had the honor of meeting, dropped out of the race and saw the president win a landslide victory. What is your prediction of the outcome of the 2020 election? Uh, I think the president will win uh, in 2020 and make people just as angry as he did in 2016 when he won. I think that he has a tremendous record now to run on that he didn't have in 2016. Um, and he still has a very intense following and base of support that he had in 2016. And I don't see any of the Democrat candidates really uh, putting up a contrast that the American people are going to want to buy into. I mean, you listen to the things that are coming out of uh, Elizabeth Warren and Beto O'Rourke, and I think most of the country is terrified, not excited about their candidacy. And so I think the president's in a great place, and I'm excited to you know, cast my vote for him in 2020, just like I did in 2016, and see what he does over the next four years after he gets reelected. And we've discussed the fake news media a little bit, but every day you served alongside the president, you had to fight back against the fake news media. And I just want to go ahead and give you props for doing so, because now after doing what I've been doing for the past two years, I see how harsh the mainstream media can be. What do you think we as Americans can do to fight back against the fake news media? You know, I think there's um, a lot of things that we can do. I think the most important thing is to spend time actually really getting to know a particular topic or issue. Uh, I still think local news is the best news because it's not so uh, slanted one way or another. But I, I think it's really taking time to read through stories, not focusing on the opinion part of the story, but the facts of the story, and really trying to draw your own conclusion. Don't just take information from one source, get it from multiple places and make up your own mind. Um, the good thing is the American people are really smart. I think that's why they elected President Trump. I think that's why they'll reelect him in 2020. And I think if we let them uh, do a little bit of their own research, they'll come to their own conclusions. I think they'll be the right ones. 30 days ago, Speaker Pelosi made the announcement that she'd be starting a, quote, impeachment inquiry against the president. What are your thoughts on this and where do you see this going? You know, I think that it is a huge distraction from the things that actually matter to people around this country. Um, I've spent a lot of time since I left the White House going from different places uh, all over the country. And, you know, nobody wants to talk about impeachment. They want to talk about things that actually impact their lives. And they want to know what not just Democrats, but what Democrats and Republicans are doing to help them. Are they helping grow the economy? Are they helping create you know, a better health care system? Are they focused on infrastructure? Are they helping lower prescription drug prices? That's the stuff people care about. And I think that the Democrats are making a big mistake by putting all their time and attention into tearing down the president instead of building up some of their own ideas and policies, which um, I think part of that is because they know that when you compare their ideas and their policies to the president's, most people don't like them. And this is a way to cover up so we're not talking about some of the really bad ideas coming out of the Democrat Party right now. 
Um, you recently announced that you'll be releasing a memoir this time next year. What can we expect to see in your book about your time as White House Press Secretary? Well, I can't tell you everything. Then nobody buy the book. <laughs> um, but I, I think it'll be, um, you know, my story, both um, from my life growing up in a political family to my journey to the White House and my time in the White House and um, with the president. Um, I make no illusions. I had a very positive experience in the White House, and my book will reflect that. And I'm proud of the work we did, and I'm proud to get to tell my story and um, some of the moments that have never really been talked about publicly that I experienced. Um, and I think it'll be fun, uh, therapeutic for me, and maybe some people will even read it. So hopefully that happens. Well, you definitely got a buyer right here. <laughs> good. And to finish up today on a less serious note, your predecessor and my good friend Sean Spicer is dancing the night away every <laughs> Monday night on ABC's Dancing with the Stars and has stayed in for over half the competition now. What's your message of support to Sean? Uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, he's, you can tell he's having a lot of fun. I've talked to him quite a few times over the course of the last several weeks he's loving it and um, I'm happy for him I'm glad that he is doing so well um, you know there was a lot of uh, pushback when he first got announced and so I'm, I'm glad that ABC stuck by him and that um, he continues to do well and be successful and I, I look forward to watching him again and again and again and you know maybe he wins the whole thing I don't know because his dancing is uh, you know leaves a little to be desired but what he lacks in in skill he makes up for an enthusiasm so Sean's a great guy and I'm glad he's doing well. Well, Ms. Sanders, today as we finish up, I just want to take a moment and thank you. Thank you for serving as White House Press Secretary and waking up every day to stand up for American patriots. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to sit down with me here today at Politicon and granting me one of your first interviews since leaving the White House. And most of all, thank you for being such an inspiration and mentor to me in my life and inspiring me to start the Truth Gazette. That's all the time we have left. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate it. Great thank interview. You.